Hello, hello, everybody from around the world. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo. This is a daily podcast made possible and made exclusively available on Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and I have the honor of sharing some thoughts with you today. Um, You know, I want to just kind of tell you where my heart's been at as I really engage um, just the truth of all that Yahweh is. I've I've been uh, reminded lately that, um, you know, if we could really just see Yahweh for all that He really is, it would answer a lot of questions that have given place to a lot of religious dogma to grab hold of the people of Yahweh and perpetuate cycles of captive um, of captivity in our thinking that has really made the church largely ineffective for hundreds of years. Um, not the, the entire church, of course. There is a remnant of sons throughout the world, all over the globe. There is a true church, a true bride of Christ that, of course, is operating in the earth. But um, there's this just captive thinking. And, and I've said for a long time that I believe that if you could just see Yahweh, then my job would be so much easier. If, if, if you could see Yahweh for yourself, nobody would ever have to try and convince you to worship or to engage or to pray or to, um, to build the things that you're seeing in the spirit because you've been so overwhelmed by the revelation of who he is to you that it has grabbed hold of the depths of your inner man and has become the sole obsession of your existence. And so I've been meditating on this. What would it look like for us to see Yahweh for who he really is and what kind of thought pattern what kind of um what kind of religious thinking would that put to rest and what would that give birth to if we really in every single way in each moment in every day and 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 um you know and just in in different situations how would we respond um it reminds me of the scripture in in uh in 1 John chapter 3 uh, it says this, starting in verse 1, Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that He has lavished on us. He has called us and made us His very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize Him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become, but we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. Now, this scripture is mind-blowing. The longer you meditate on this, the more it's going to mess with your head. I'm telling you, what it's, be- what it's being said right here is essentially this. We will be just like Yahweh when we see him for who he truly is, or as it says here, as he truly is is. And, um, you know, I, I had this vision, I was driving, um, a couple weeks ago, and this is something that I've been, um, I've, I've had the chance to teach a couple times in a couple different services at, um, at Gates of Zion in Mobile, Alabama. Um, it's just been this path that Yahweh has been calling me down ever since I had this vision that rocked my world while I was driving to work one day. Um, and what happened was I was just, it was about six in the morning. Um, 
it was still dark where I'm at. The sun is not even really up at six in the morning right now, this time of year. And uh, I was just sipping on my coffee, um, which is a huge thing for me. Um, and, uh, and I began just peering into the heavens is the best way to describe what I was doing. As I was just moving in and just positioning myself to really observe the the um, activity of the heavenly hosts that were around me and just really seeing into what was happening right now. Um, and as I was looking, I began to see Yahweh seated on his throne. Um, and it's a vision I've seen many, many, many times. I've, I've had many encounters, many moments of my life where I can recall being overwhelmed by this uh, by by actually seeing Yahweh seated on his throne. But something different happened this time. And it was that I saw a beam of light, a vertical beam of light, begin to part him in the middle from his head down through his uh, torso, down to his feet. Um, and this this light began to split him and I saw him open himself up. And in that moment, I realized that every time I had ever seen a vision of Yahweh and saw him take on the image and the likeness of a man was because of mercy, because he wanted to, it was his heart. It was his his plan to reveal himself to us in a way that would reach us with familiarity. Um, and uh, it even says in, in Romans chapter 8, it says, Yet God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. And so it's revealed that in his mercy so that he could reach us and identify with us in the form of a human, he put on the image of a human. Um, but he is so much more than that. And I, so I saw him begin to split himself and break himself open. And almost, I guess a better way to put it would be, I saw him unfold in front of me. And as I began to observe what it looked like for the infinite manifold presence of the God of creation unfolding himself, I began to see inside of him something very interesting. I saw shapes unlike anything I had ever seen before in my life, unlike any 3D form that I could describe. I saw number patterns. I saw colors. And as I began to kind of take notes about the things I was seeing, I was I was, I was overwhelmed because I began to see the pattern of things that tied back to other encounters I've had throughout the history of my, um, or the timeline of my engagement. All these things began to snap together and began to, in one single moment, everything began to make sense. And it's, it's a big deal for me because I've always been one to teach that and to encourage others with the truth that um, that you can be free. You can allow yourself to let your guard down and, and allow the religious part of yourself that has to make sense of everything. You can surrender that and encounter Yahweh and be okay with the fact that it doesn't always make sense. In fact, requiring an encounter with an infinite God who doesn't fit inside the box of logic that man created and tried to give him permission to operate within in a religious 
religious sense, that box doesn't, it just doesn't work. He doesn't care. He doesn't even want to operate inside a box. And so um, all these things that I'd been okay with not making sense, I began to really be just filled with this excitement because I began to see why it mattered. Oh, that's why I saw this. That's why I saw this number. That's why these number patterns were speaking this to me a year ago. And I didn't understand why, but it's now because it's connected to this arcing image of a lampstand that's leading me into this next revelation. And it was only when I was set myself to really peer into the reality of who he is in spirit and in truth, and and really allowing myself to surrender these ideologies of his humanness being the pinnacle of his of, of his being or his entity, but the fact that he identifies himself in human form is so that we might be uh, that we might feel that he's accessible. I saw it as a, almost a trust thing, building trust, and of course, there's so much kind of. There's so much to the mechanics of his um, his uh, kind of incarnating as a human to kind of break open the reality of heaven and become the sacrifice to catalyze the great exchange, to make a way. Um, all these things are important, but I began to see him for what I believe he he's showing me is what he really is. And these these things that 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 he carries within himself are such a mystery at the same moment that they make so much sense to my to my inner being the 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 part of my uh the part of my spirit man that that just knows when when my soul comes alive i know that it's right and i know that it's good but things begin to snap in place um and I just began to see the importance of all these things that he's been showing me that never really had a um uh, th- that depth of meaning until I begin to really see him for who he is. And now that I'm beginning to really, I believe, begin this journey, or really um, a new a new per- a, a new pursuit within the journey I already have of seeing him from another perspective, I believe it's going to enable me to be just like him in another way. And so it's so cool how it always unfolds. There's there's always more. If you feel like you've already made it and you're already fully like him and there's no more progress to be made along your journey of becoming the perfection and the essence of God himself, then I got news for you. You're lost and confused because there is so much more to be engaged, so much more to journey into, so much more to see and to realize and to establish in the earth in order to really succeed for the purpose for which we were actually sent here. And that's to introduce the reality of heaven into the earth, to bring about a transformation. You know, Zion is the government of heaven established in the earth. It's tangible. My Micah chapter 4 speaks that every nation will come to this mountain and say, come, let us go up this mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob so that he can teach us his ways and we can walk in his paths. And, and it talks about a beauty and a peace that is so beyond human understanding that it begins to cause the nations to transform those tools they once killed each other with, with tools they can cultivate life 
and peace and unity. It says that, that their swords would become plowshares. And, uh, and I believe that this is made, made available to us when we begin to see him for who he really is, for what he really is, for how he really exists, and, and, and begin to lay down those religious things inside of us that try to identify him exclusively with the human form, but to understand that in his mercy, he took on the human form to identify with human weakness so that he might become the very sacrifice that reconciled us to the God that breathed us into a collapsed particle existence in the beginning. And so there's so much more that I'm sure I'll get into in a, in a podcast, um, coming up soon, but I don't, I don't know that I'll jump into it right now, but there, a, a lot of what this is leading me to now, because I don't want to leave you hanging, I want to give you something that you can kind of walk away with and engage, is that I'm beginning to now go deeper into the number patterns that I saw within the framework of his lattice work, his inner, um, uh, his inner connectedness. I saw certain number patterns, and I'm beginning to learn about how numbers are so alive, and that how when he, in the beginning, first spoke, he was speaking flesh into existence that had to wrap itself around a framework. You, we know by looking at the design of creation that there is a very calculated and mathematical frame or infrastructure around which matter kind of congregates. And I begin to see that in the beginning, before he spoke and caused an explosion to create all that we know and see, there was a deep inhale. And as, his fr- as he began to frame up within himself the intent and the dream and the vision of what he was about to speak, there was silence in that millisecond before, at the end of his breath, his inward draw, right before he exhaled the very word that became the living essence of everything, there was a a release and a, and, a, and a joining together and a congregation and almost a celebration of numbers and frame uh, that, that created a frame and a design and a kind of skeleton, if you will, for everything that was about to follow, the flesh that would wrap itself around the bones of, of these numbers and really create a framework um, that became the universe that we live in. And so this is where I'm going with this, but it all comes back to this scripture. And I want to read it as I kind of, um, as I conclude this podcast, I just want to read it one more time. But the essence of it is that we, when we, when we begin to really engage him, we can really become more like him. It says this again, first John chapter three, Verse 1, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and has made us his very own beloved children. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. Beloved, we are God's children right now. However, it is not yet apparent what we will become, but we do know that when it is finally made visible, we will be just like him, for we will see him as he truly is. Amen. Hallelujah. That's incredible news. I don't know if that pumps you up the same way it pumps me up, but I just declare this word over you. I declare that you would be just like him as you behold who he really is 
is. And so I bless you with this and I hope that it transforms your your thoughts, it transforms your speech, and ultimately it transforms your world. So I bless you with this. Shalom.